Welcome to the Every Nation Dorado Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. So we're going to just start. We had a cluster meeting. So let me share a bit of a highlight. We had a cluster meeting this past weekend. And a cluster meeting is literally where uh, our leaders from all over Namibia come together, from all different congregations. And we come together for a time of just... Uh, building it, each other up, celebrating and worshiping God. And then we have a, a person from our apostolic team in, that oversees our Southern Africa, uh, oversees Namibia, this region. And she comes in and she also shares with us. And then we, it's as if we just get on the same heartbeat again. And it was really, it's always amazing to come together um, as, as leaders. And I want to share with you two quotes, two things that, Someone said across this weekend that stood out to me, it, it, the first person said, what I, want you, what I want to do in your life is so much bigger, therefore dig deep. So what God wants to do in your life, it wasn't only for our leaders, but what God wants to do in your life is so much bigger than you can imagine, therefore lay good foundations in your life. Um, and then Pastor Chris actually said something that I hope I can quote correctly, but he says, your your foundations will be tested. Foundations will be tested in the future. So you will have an appointment with the quality of your foundations in the future. So how you build now, you're going to see then if you actually build it. So ensure that you build well now. Yeah, and then it was just a similar quote to that. How we build now is, how, is what will determine our futures. So how we build now is what will determine our future. But this particular message is, is a message that is very close to my heart. And when I say it's close to my heart, I've, I've prepared a, quite a number of messages across this year. But this message, I, I couldn't say that I, I can't say... Po- uh, uh, Boldly that it's a message that I've clearly felt God has placed on, our heart, on my heart, not for 8.30, not for 10.30, but solely for the 6 p.m. service. It's only for this service. And, it's, it's, and, and, and I'm so excited in my heart about this service. And if we, and this is a three-point sermon, but if we do not have these three points in this service, there's no future. And God has, and there's just an excitement that he, that he, that he like raised up in me. It started rising up over this week. And this was probably the first time that I prayed so much for this service and this sermon. I do pray. I do pray a lot. And I was sharing the other day, just having, coming into this setup. So if you know my side, us like this, we don't pray as much like so when it comes to 20 minutes it feels like i'm praying for an hour so i always need to press because i know that when i feel like i if i feel i prayed long i know i've only reached 20 minutes then i press again but but uh, while i was here my prayer life has grown and i think it's part of what god has been preparing me for uh, coming into this service and so i'm so excited to share with you this message specifically for this service. And we're going to look at the book of Colossians. I don't know if Lincoln knew my scripture, but what he just shared is the exact scripture we're going to preach from. So 
There must be something happening here. There must be something happening here. Now this is a fairly new service. So if you've been part of us, this service is probably it's going for a year. And this service will mainly be built on three things. It's make disciples, raise leaders, and plant churches. In my heart, I already have a desire to see another church planted from this service. So we want to see disciples being made, leaders being raised, and churches being planted within this service. And that is the reason this service will exist. So we're going to look at Colossians first 1 verse 28 and then we're going to go right down to 2 and the last verse is verse 15. So Colossians 1 and Colossians 2. So you can follow with me on the screen. Him we proclaim warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For, I, for this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. Just wait there. Paul is saying to the people, in him we proclaim warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom. So what we're trying to do is to teach everyone with all wisdom for this reason that we may present everyone mature in Christ. Every single one of our sermons and our messages is not so much that, 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 that we just get a pleasure and be on the pulpit, but is that we can present you mature in Christ. That maturity can start happening in you. We don't labor, you know, putting a sermon together, it's, man, it's heavy for me. Like, I, I, I approach it with such reverence because it's not something I take lightly. It's not like dealing with the Word of God is not something I'm... I'm always so excited about because it's quite a heavy topic. It's quite a responsibility that we carry. But the main thing that we want to do and we'll see happening in this service is that you mature in Christ. And with all our wisdom, he says, for this I toil. So if you see me toiling, if you see Pastor Chris toiling, if you see someone else, Malcolm preaching here toiling, we are toiling and struggling with all his energy, luckily, that he will powerfully work with through us so that we can present you mature. In Christ so our messages are not here to just be here and you to leave and nothing to come from it but it's actually here to mature you in Christ let's continue for I want you to know how great of a struggle I have for you and for those in Laodicea and for all who have not seen me face to face that their hearts may be encouraged being knit together in love to reach all the riches of the full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom we are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments. For though I am absent in body, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ." Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, so walk in Him, rooted, built up in Him, and established in faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to the human tradition, according to the element, elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in Him the whole fullness of the deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in Him, who is, the head of the, who is the head of all rule, of author, rule and authority. In Him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands 
by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. You have, having been buried with Him in baptism, in which you were also raised with Him through faith in the powerful working of God, who raised Him from the dead, and you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with Him, having forgiven us all our trespasses, thank God, by cancelling the record of debt and stood against us with its legal demands, this He set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in Him. Let's pray. Lord, I, I thank You for this message, God. Father, and I pray merely to be faithful, Lord, in, in Your Word. God, I merely to pray to, that what I preach this evening, God, will be directly from You, Lord. God, I pray that You will work powerfully through me, God as I just labor right now with Your power, Lord. God, I thank You that You touch every heart, Lord. Every person seated here this evening, God, is, is here not by accident. God, You don't work like that. Somewhere Your hand had a reason and, and for them to sit here this evening. God, and I pray that we just have a joyful time in You, Lord. Amen. Amen. So Paul writes this letter. So Paul wrote a few letters in the Bible. This was a letter which they will call it was an occasional letter. So it wasn't a letter circulating. So yeah, letters circulating all over. But this was an occasional letter. Occasional letters dealt with specific problems. So they, he writes this for a specific reason. And you won't, you won't believe it probably, but Paul was writing this while he was chained to a Roman soldier. So this guy is on house arrest encouraging others. You know, we probably put our people aside when we're on house arrest or when we feel a bit down or a bit tired. Man, just go, go and ask someone else. But Paul is writing this chain. And he, he gives this. So Paul didn't even plant this church. That's why I say I haven't seen you. Uh, the guy by, by the name of Epaphras actually planted this church. And so Paul writes this message to them. And he calls them to be rooted. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I'm going to give you a bit of background of what he was preaching and why he was saying what he's saying. But he said to them in the first point that we're going to talk, uh, talk about is we are called to be rooted in Christ. This service has no future if we're not building it upon Christ. You and I have no future if we do not build it upon Christ. And so we want to look at what he said and, and what cautions he gave them. He says to them, I'm going to just go from verse 6. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted, built up in Him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Very important to give thanks in all circumstances. You can practice that. It's called the lifestyle of worship. Keep on giving thanks. Don't start with the negative side of stuff. Start with the positive. Always start giving thanks. But Paul says, be rooted. Now, when he was writing this to the Colossians, it was quite a diverse group of people. So it wasn't just the Colossians that were there. There were Jews, and there were Europeans, and there were other people all in this town. So imagine a place where there's just different types of people, different kinds of people, different backgrounds that Paul was writing this message towards. And what was happening, because of this diversity of people, different beliefs started coming in. So he's actually writing them a, a, like a caution to warn them by saying, watch out for the philosophies. Watch out for the empty deceits. 
And there were six things that, just as I was reading a bit on the history of the, um, the Colossians and what they could have suspected were the beliefs, they were animism and superstition. This thing where the spirit controls water and the spirit controls trees and it just becomes superstitious. Then they believe the astrology. Um, what is that? Your, your, your signs, your, your stars. Your stars, you know the horoscope thing. So this thing started coming in. And they were actually doing a study in the, in, the, in the passage that I was reading and it said, I think six out of seven men, uh, six out of seven women and seven out of ten men. Sorry, six out of ten and seven out of ten. So six out of ten women, seven out of ten men, or either other way around, said that they actually make, they read their horoscopes daily and make business decisions upon it. So this stuff creeps in. It creeps in. And, so, and thirdly, there were Greek and Roman gods also coming in. There were mystery, mystery religions. There were Judaism and there were Christianity. So imagine all of this in this one place. And Paul is saying, watch out that these things are not coming into the church. And actually what was happening, they called this syncretism. Where there's Christianity mixed with another belief. And this was what was started happening in the church. There was Christianity, but it was starting to get mixed with other belief systems. And this is not far from home for many of us, especially the horoscope thing. I've read it. I've seen it. I didn't know about it. But they told me to read it. <laughs> Don't want to, um, what is it? Expose. Let me keep it there. I haven't read it. I read it when I was in my BC days. But anyway, so syncretism started happening. There's Christianity and it starts being influenced by all these things. And so what, it had two effects. So Paul writes this to them and saying, this can destroy the faith. He knew it. He knew if there's Christianity and if this thing is going to come in, it's going to destroy the faith. It cannot stand. It cannot stand. If we don't build on Christ alone, we are mixing it up. We'll no longer be rooted in Christ. You'll root whatever you're mixing it with because it's a bit easier. It's a bit more me-centered. It's a bit more uh, touchable. So Paul writes and warns them, or he tells them actually this can destroy. Because these things, basically what they're saying is that Jesus is not enough. So we need to mix this thing. We need to mix our Christianity and I'm going to hopefully get to a point where I can show you how we started mixing it. And so we do not want to come to, we don't want to come to a place where we are merely busy with rituals and very less concerned about Jesus himself. Because that's so easy to come into our Christian walk is where we are so busy with routines and what we do that we have actually lost the main reason why we do what we do, which is Jesus. And so, this, and, and so this, uh, this mixture that started happening in the church has had two effects. The first one, it had effect on the eminence of God. On the fact that, that God is greater than the universe, but closer than our breath. So what these guys started believing is that it's as if God is just a bit too far. We can't get to Him. So let's re-get it to another mediator. So let's bring something in. Because this, is, this God just seems too far. And you maybe have experienced it. That man, I can't get hold of God. And then we try to mix it with something else. So we bring something else. So that, it had an effect on that first. 
So, so it affects them in this way that they started filling the gap. So imagine the gap. So there's this gap. God is so great. because is the God of heaven and earth. This is the God of the universe. And we are unable to reach Him. This is what they started believing. Couldn't get it. So they filled the gap. So they filled the gap. And that should be our caution. You see, the moment we do not lean in, the moment we don't get near to God is the moment we'll fill the gap. Because we understand the greatness of God. I, I, I bet you few of us do not know that God is great. But few of us experience the nearness of God. We struggle with that part. Struggle with that part. And if you're part of this church, you know where you're going to experience quite a good amount of the nearness of God is in our connect groups. Here you experience the greatness of God. There you're going to experience the nearness of God with other people. But this, this is just, so this is what they started believing, that God is so far, and they started mixing it. But what we need to do is to keep both. God is as bigger than the universe, but know that He's closer than our breath. God is both far, but God is both near. And so this led to the second effect, is the preeminence of Christ. So what has happened is the fact that they started mixing the faith, it caused that they replaced Christ. Because Timothy says, for there is one God, there is one mediator between God and man, and that is the man Christ Jesus. So they started to replace Him, to say God is so far, but Jesus was too low. So let's replace Him. Let's get something in, into this. And if we are not rooted in Jesus, we would start doing the same. If we're not rooted in Him, right here, if we're not rooted in Jesus, we'll start mixing our Christianity. You'll start adding stuff here in the middle so that you can just have a sense. Just, just let me get a bit ahead of myself. Think of your dreams. Or think of, I don't want to be critical, but think of the things in your life. How many times do you add Jesus to them? And how many times do you work from, this is what God wants me to do? Because many times we have all this way, and man, it's crazy how we have ways to justify things. And we start convincing ourselves of these things. That God said this to me, and we start telling ourselves, this is what has happened. But we're actually then taking away Christ because we need to work from Him and not add to Him. He, he knows the way. He knows where we should go. And so we should remain rooted with Him. So yes, one thing. This is more practical, not what happened there. But one thing you can fill your gap with is basically you. You can start becoming Jesus. You know God, man, God, you're great, but i got to do something. Or secondly, someone else can become that for you. It happens. It just, it just happens where, where people, because it's maybe they don't get the answer from Jesus, they don't sit enough in His presence and wait, so they just go around getting people, more and more people, to fulfill that role for them. To fulfill that role for them. Luckily, I had a great guy discipled me. And when I tried that, he said, Phil, you've got to hear from God. He has to help you in this situation. I can't be him on your behalf. I can't make this decision for you. And so people become that. And I, I've tried my best to protect myself against this. Where, where like people leave my presence and they can't wait to be back in my presence. But i rather that they leave my presence and say, God, I can't wait to get in your presence. That's what we should live for. That is when we are rooted in Christ. People leave your presence saying, I can't wait.
to get in the presence of God. But when people leave your presence saying, yes, man, that, that, that time with you it was so great. I can't wait till we get back there. And you actually, when they stumble to then start um, spending time with God. I've had it. I've heard stories of it. Where people go and see people. Great time. How's your quiet time? That's battling. I'm battling with that. But man, my time with there was great. Doesn't, it doesn't link up. A root, when, we root in, when we root ourselves in Jesus, it's not what will happen. And then just purely what can fill the gap is, 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 is what we probably can call rituals, is, is Sunday services, it's events, it's stuff we do that starts somehow, it's, it's like it gives us a, an affirmation, it makes us feel more holy. I don't know if you've ever felt that going to an event, feel like, man, you're going in not so bad, but God can do something there, so don't get me wrong on events and what God does there. But you, it's as if that, that, that moment, that event did something and it ticked something for you that made you just feel a bit higher and a bit closer to God. But was it Christ Himself? That's what we've got to look at. Is, are we mixing it? Are we mixing this Christianity with something else? You see, when we're rooted in Christ, we live from the cross and not to the cross. When we're rooted in Christ, you'll live, Lord, I came to this service because you died for me. But if you're not rooted in Christ, you'll come to this service seeking the cross as a validation. Seeking what God did for you there. So as believers, like I'm talking to us from here, from the evening, so as we need to live from the cross. We need to read our Bibles from the cross, not to the cross. There's no more approval. You're approved. Therefore you read. Therefore you spend time with God. Therefore you come to church. Therefore you serve in church. Therefore you give your tithing. Give your tithing until you blue if you think it validates you. It doesn't. You work from the cross. You tithe because you know what Christ did for you. You serve because you know what Christ did for you. So we need to be rooted in Him. Listen about rituals. Listen about things to do. There's a guy, Martin Luther. I don't know if you know him. Not, king, not the king guy. The other one. It's probably, if, I'm, if I have my history correct, it's probably one of the reasons we sit here today. He had a big influence on church history. But this is what happened in his days. Martin Luther, in his days, when he was a monk, he sought to save himself by following what he understood to be appropriate practices. He prayed to three saints every day, flogged himself until he fell unconscious on the cell floor. Don't ask the questions now why. Just listen to the story. Why did he flog himself? Just listen to it. He went on a pilgrimage and climbed the holy steps in Rome on his knees. He found no peace. His father superior asked him, If you take away all your relics, all your pilgrimages, and your prayers to the saints, and all these devotional practices, what will you put in their place? Martin Luther replied, Christ. Man only needs Christ Jesus. The only thing you need is Christ Himself. The only thing you need to be rooted in, the only thing this service will be rooted in, the only thing we as leadership will be rooted in is Christ Himself. We root ourselves in Christ, he, uh, in Christ alone. And see, what we're rooted in will reflect what fruit we bear. What you're rooted in will reflect the fruit you bear. You will, it will start reflecting what you bear. So what will it mean for us to be rooted in Christ? Two things. First in authority, 
first in affection. To be rooted in Christ is going to mean He's the Lord and that's it. And secondly, He's going to be your greatest desire. So if we're going to build from this service and you're going to be part of this service, this is what you're going to say, Christ is my Lord and all my heart just wants more of Him. All my affections are just leading to more of Him. Do you want to stop sin? Grow your affection for Jesus. Do you want to get over sin? It's when you have such an affection to this, to, 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 I almost said to this guy, but to Jesus Christ, <laughs> that you're like, Lord, I, I cannot do this. I want to get up. So he's capable of doing it. It's the reason God became man. He came to set us free. He came to give us life in abundance. He came that we can be rooted in him. He, he, he didn't say these things, I am the vine, remain in me and I remain in you. He said it for a reason. There's a benefit for you remaining in him. Just believe it and just live by it. Nothing in this world is a stable foundation than Christ alone. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And then he's first in your affections. You know what your quiet time reveals? It reveals a value. Your quiet time reveals a value for you saying, God, I have such an affection towards you that there's nothing in this world that can bother me. Therefore, I can put everything aside and give you my sole attention. It, gives, it, 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 it displays a value in the heart. It's an affection in what, what happens in us. My wife, could, I get so irritated if we come home late and my time with the Lord must now be pressed. Because I'm tired and now I want to spend... I, I don't like not reading my Bible. It happens really. Really. Because there's something in me. I have no obligation. There's an affection. There's something in me that I want. There's something in me that gets me to sit down. It gets me to pray. And so that affection is what, we, what, we, what we're going to mean by saying we're rooted in Christ. It's going to be first in authority. It's going to be first in our desires. First in our affection. First in what we want. See how God, one God, one Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. So think of your life. Can you say that? This God is one God, is one Father of all. This God is over all of me. This God is working through all of me. And this God is in all of me. Can you, put, can you put your life together? Just think. Forget about a Sunday. We're quite holy on a Sunday. Think your Monday to your Saturdays. Can you say on a Monday to a Saturday, God is above all that I do, above all that I think, above all where I spend my time. He's, he's in all of that. And He's working through all of that. And so that's what it's going to be in, mean for us here in this service. That's why I'm saying I'm talking to us specifically here. Because God wants to take us here. We didn't start this service in vain. We're not plotting something here and just hoping. We're here with a purpose to be rooted in Christ and to help more people be rooted in Christ. And so it's going to mean He's first in authority and then He's first in our affection. And we will build upon a pure Christ. We will build upon a Christ and Christ alone. We will not mix Christianity here. We'll not allow culture to define our Christianity. With all the culture shifts that you're finding and everybody experiencing their own things, we, that doesn't define us. God alone defines us. We can't define Him. The only thing we do is we submit to Him. We can't tell Him anything. He's God and He defines us. And He will do that in this service. He will lead us in this service. He'll lead you. If you're saying you're here, we're going to build on Christ alone. Secondly, 
Where's my second point? <laughs> second point is we are called to be rooted in spiritual family. This is a big point for me. Because I think too many of us have been shaped, our church and our spiritual family has been shaped by a Sunday service experience. And there's, there's a reason we come together like this. But if you, said, if you say church is this only, we've missed it. This is a part of church. And this is an essential part of church. But we, as, as this service, as we say, we will build upon family. Just think about your natural family. When you go home or when you were young, did you have a certain obligations that you had to do? Were there certain things that you had to do? Who had to wash dishes? Then I'll tell you a secret of my life and don't judge me. <laughs> Who wash dishes, wash clothes. What is else there? What, cleaning the house, ironing, polishing, all those things. Who had a choice? Like if it was said to you, clean the house and you had a choice or wash the dishes, you had a choice. You had a choice. You didn't have a You traded it. Great. We'll talk about So yeah, let me... So when it comes to that, I, I'm talking, so don't judge me on this, ne? but I need to talk about what you just said, but I didn't experience what you experienced. So man, for most of my life, maybe for 20 years, I don't think I made a bed. Like, I don't know those things. I think when I left the house, it was great, I had a disciple as well. The guy who discipled me said, Phil, you need to get out of the house. My parents couldn't understand it. Why do you want to get out of the house? You can save money. He told me it's going to mature you. I said, I'll do it. You know, my parents were against these things, but I moved out in the same, like, not a city, town. So I just moved down the street to someone else. But it matured me. There I started washing clothes. There I started um, um, making, uh, washing dishes. And then now and then I'll get someone to help me. But that was, but when it comes to be rooted in spiritual family, the same in the natural, for those, many of you didn't have choices. It served. Why? Because it was family. Why do we serve here? Because it's family. It's not much of a choice. If God adds you to the body, you're added your family. And you serve from that. When you have fever, your family. When you don't feel a bit over the weather, maybe trade your position. But if nobody wants to trade, come and serve. Because we will be a family. And the family is no disposable relationships. Who of you can trade your family? You can trade your duty, but not your family. So this is what I'm saying to you. If me and you are family... I'm probably going to offend you down the line. But let's work through it. I'm going to irritate you. And somebody else is going to irritate you. Somebody's going to, you're going to get hurt. But let's move through it. Let's, let's have forgiveness. Let's have forgiveness. I was listening to a, a sermon as well on, 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 on family. And the guy was saying that, you know, if, if you get hurt and you stumble, it's because you're not busy obeying God. We start stumbling because if someone hurts you, what should you do? Forgive. Not, oh, somebody hurt me and therefore I don't want to come to church anymore. Nobody does that. We are family. And that's what we want to build on. And I'm not disregarding any of your emotions. Maybe you've gotten hurt. Maybe you've, you've not had a great experience with church here or somewhere else. But we want to be a family that works things out, sort things out, built in the right direction. We see this service to be a place where people who have never ever experienced family in their life can walk in here and say, man, this is family. I've never seen this, but I want this. 
They've never seen it. They've never seen it. And that's what they'll build their marriages on. I've never seen it. I've never seen my mom and dad be together. I've never seen a functional family. Can they see it here among us? Can we be functional here? How do you become functional? Just function within the body. Just start functioning. Let's just start being together. What will it be, mean to be rooted in this family? It will mean that you're faithful. How do you want God to entrust you more if you can't even be entrusted to serve a cup of juice at the back? How do you want God to trust you more if we can't pack chairs? Why do we pack chairs? Because we pack chairs? No, because we're a family and we serve God. We should not lose the why of spiritual family. The why is we're family. God adds us. The why is we worship Him. I started at multimedia. It was hard. Because if everything goes wrong, everybody turns there to you. One day I was offended. And I spoke back to the, to the service coordinator. I told him it is not my fault. And then the guy who discipled called Phil. And he, he pulled me aside. He says, Phil, take responsibility. If it didn't work out, whether it's your fault or not, this is your area. Take responsibility. Keep quiet and go forth. And these were, this were not always the nicest words. Imagine that. It's not your fault. And it will say to you, don't talk back. <laughs> Fix it. But why? Because we're a family. We work through things. Not everything is just smooth sailing. It will never be. God never expected um, perfection. But He just expected us to be a family. To be a representation on this earth. Imagine that. Imagine He says that we should love one another in such a way that people can see that we're disciples of Him. So let's build this service. If you say this is the service, this is where I want to be part of, this is where I want to build, this is where I'll bring the lost in, this is where, where I'll be, is let it be a place of spiritual family, of where we are rooted with one another. Secondly, what will it mean? It will mean you're available. No, I don't have time to serve. What do you mean? You don't have time for family? Let's be available. Let's be involved. You cannot be part of a family then you're not involved. There's no way at my house that I can't be involved in the daily operations of the house. I don't know who of you have that luxury. There's certain things in the house that you need to do and it has to happen and you need to be involved to get it done. Third, um, um, fourthly, is we need to be teachable. How do you grow? With no confrontation, no transformation. Tell your neighbor, no confrontation, no transformation. Where you cannot be confronted, you cannot change. Why do we confront one another? Because there's a love. We care. We see a bad stroke or a bad habit. I care, therefore I'm going to tell you. We do not leave each other, so we must be teachable, be able to learn, able to grow, able to learn more and more and more, and then we must be hungry. We must be hungry to serve, hungry to be part of God, hungry for God Himself. But this is family. Let's not define church and family by what you have seen and heard, but let's define it by biblical standards. Let's, that's our brown, that's our borders. So if you've never read what the church is, I challenge you to go pick up the Bible and read what the church was about. It says the church, they, they sold everything. Imagine that. Imagine I tell all of you guys, Tomorrow morning at 9, we're meeting each other. We're going to sell all that we owe, and we're just going to distribute it. 
That's what they did. Why? Because it's a family. We're not going to do it tomorrow morning at 9. So don't show up here. But we're a family. And I want to encourage you when it comes to a family, I say this over and over, don't lose the why. Don't lose the why of what we do. Don't lose the why of why you're rooted in Christ. Why do you need to have devotion? Why do you need to serve in church? Don't lose the why. It's not merely to pack a chair or to press the slides or sing up here. It's because we're a family, because we want to worship Jesus. So this is what I want to, a bit of a more call. So this is more like a, you know, like the circumcision in your heart that's going to take place now. You're going to make a choice in here. But just, 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 just hear me. So this service, I'm talking about us in this service. So if you're staying here and this is where you're going to build, I'm talking to you. Is I want this to be a service that you commit to. Where there's no commitment, there's no growth. Because you'll move around where you feel it great. In the morning, they're three times this size. It feels a lot better. But if God has added you here, if God, you feel God has placed you in this service, then let's serve here no matter how it feels. Maturity is when you can serve beyond your emotions. It's when you can put your emotions aside and serve God no matter how you feel. Then, so I want to ask you, may this not be a service. This is not prime. May this not be the primary service that you attend because you skip the morning. Don't let it be that. If I can take it a bit further. <laughs> I'm not sure if we want you yet. <laughs> not in a harsh way. So come, visit us. But God wants to build this service. God is building 830. God is building 1030. But there's something God wants to do here. And we want to know if you're on it or not on it. You're going either to Swakop or you're going the other way. But you can't go in both directions. So if you're going to be here, let's commit here. Let's be family here. We're a family. 830, 6. But there's something here that we're going to commit to. And we're going to run with. So if, you want to be part, uh, if you're going to be part of this family, what is it going to mean? It's going to mean you're, love, going to, you're going to love these people. If you feel God is adding you to this service to build with us here, start praying for us. Start praying for each other. If you're going to be, you're going to serve and sacrifice here. It's not as bad as it seemed. It's really great. We're going to work through tough times. We're going to submit to our leaders. Whether up here, whether you're a leader at hospitality, but we're going to submit to leadership. And then we want to build. And the last thing in my time, I'm going to take a bit of the ministry time. But the last thing. So first, we'll build the service on Christ alone. So you'll be rooted in Christ and Christ alone. Th uh, secondly, you'll be rooted in spiritual family. Thirdly, you'll have a responsibility to call others to be rooted. We are not rooted in Christ for our own sake. Pastor Carol over the weekend said a brilliant statement. She said, we get filled with the Spirit for our salvation. We get baptized in the Spirit for others. Write that down. You get filled in the Spirit so that you can get saved. But you get baptized so that you can get empowered to reach others. So our third what we will build this service on is that we are 100% in our hearts that we want to see people live in what God wants them to live in. The freedom, the victory, the purpose, the restoration. I cannot be grateful enough for family, for someone who was willing to bring me in and restore all my brokenness, everything that I've gone through, helping me to work through that. 
And so I want to, if you're going to be part of this service, that's going to be the the last responsibility. You're going to be called to be rooted in Christ. I give you two, three quotes from this weekend. It says, we do not reach people out of duty and obligation, but out of joy. May you reach people, your neighbors, your friends, your colleagues, not out of duty and obligation, but a joy in your heart. Secondly, this nation will be great when the church stands up and accepts Jesus. This nation cannot be great otherwise. If we stand up and bring Jesus to the city. Do you want to see a transformed city? Let's take Jesus to the streets. The rule of Jesus is already set in Namibia. God is already at work in the hearts of the people. We only need to ask God, what is He doing? And how can we get on board with what is He doing? That is our only question. God, we know that you're at work. You know, you're probably seeing one or two or three things God is doing in your life, but He's probably busy with a thousand, ten thousand things. So God is already working our city. God is already working our nation. God wants to use us here. Imagine it. Imagine the God of the universe, the God who created you, the God who came from heaven, lived this earth, even the atheists acknowledge it, that he lived on this earth, that he, it's an historical fact that he died. The question comes, did he rise? We know he rose from there. The tomb was empty. This God who rose, who bought you with his blood, says, I want to use you. I want to restore you. You know when your greatest restoration comes? It's when you start helping others. It's when you start helping others is when you will get healed. That's when your greatest restoration will come. When we, let me give you a glimpse. Matthew. Matthew starts with what? You know, you know Matthew chapter 1 is the link to Matthew 28. Those two are like, like this. They're together. It says the genealogy of Jesus Christ, son of David, son of Abraham. Basically what they're saying, this is a book about a king. This king is the son of Abraham. Who did Abraham? Through you all nations will be blessed. Blessing through Jesus. Kingdom. David. Your kingdom will be established forever and ever. Then it goes on to the genealogy. You know who was included in the genealogy? Jews. Gentiles. Prostitutes. Idolaters. Then it just slides a bit and says, This man will call him Emmanuel and he will come and save his people from their sins. It's like the primary introduction of the book of Matthew. And he says, Why Jesus came? Because Jesus came for people. Because he wants to save them from their sins. Imagine that. That's, what it's, that's, that's the introduction to Matthew. We can talk about that. So it's a great study. But that was the introduction. In, and it links all the way back to Matthew 28. So as a church, as a service, we'll be responsible for helping others to be rooted in Christ. You perhaps sit here and you would have not sat here if someone didn't get out of their comfort zone. Someone didn't say something. If someone didn't invite you, if someone didn't care, you know the fact that you sit here, if you were invited by someone, because there's a deep care in their hearts for you. There's something in them. They care. And I think we need to carry that same care, that same joy, that same affection towards others. So I, I sum it up and then I close. This is my conclusion. We will be rooted in Christ alone. No mixed Christianity. First, we'll understand and live spiritual family. And thirdly, 
we will be called to help others to be rooted in Christ as well and be discipled into spiritual family. So let's stand. Let's stand, let's stand. Okay. Let's close our eyes. Lord, I, I thank you for this message, God, and I know this is a message that you came to work through me, God, because this is where you want to build us off and, and then help us to lift off, God, as we're moving forward, Lord. And I pray you know everybody's hearts who are here, God, and you know every person you're adding, and you know every person that you're not adding, God. And Father, I pray that in our hearts you work and we will say three things, God, if you're adding us here, that we're committing to, spirit, to, be, to be rooted in you in this service and we commit to be part of spiritual family and we commit to help others to be rooted in you, Jesus. So Father, I just thank you right now, Lord, that you work in every heart. God, and those are the three commitments that we will stand on. It's you, it's family, and it's getting others into your family, Lord. So I just, this is not going to be a call out or raise your hand or anything. If this message spoke to you, it will speak to you, it will be beneficial for you whether you're from 8.30 or 10.30. But if you feel God is adding you here and you want to build from this service and you want to be part of this service and what we do here and what we're going to build here, then I want you just in your heart to say, I commit to Christ to build on Him alone. I commit to spiritual family. And I commit to help others. And from us on the leadership side, we commit to help you. How will we know the response? Is we'll see you start serving. Give your name up at the info table. Start being present here. Start taking ownership here. Start serving here. So Lord, we thank you for you, Christ alone. First and foremost, the rock on which we build the unshakable foundation, you who never change, God. Our emotions go up and down, but you just remain the same. God, I thank you that we build on you alone. Father, and I pray that you uproot every root, God, where we have not built it and laid it and planted it into you, God. Help us to bring it back to you, God. The areas, God. Father, help us to, 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 to build on you, God, and build our houses, God. Father, I thank you that not one person here, God, would ever... Leave or stray from building upon you, God. But you're sealing us, Lord. God, I thank you that here is where we commit to family, God. That, Lord, if you have added us to every nation, Dorado, Lord, 8.30, 10.30, p.m., God, that we will be family here, Lord. We will serve here, Lord. We'll give here, Lord, our time, our finances. And, God, we will be responsible for others by bringing them in. So if you feel God is adding you, then I just want you to say that in your heart. So Lord, I thank you for this service. God, and I pray that if anyone might stand here, Lord, and saying, I'm not sure if I'm building on Christ. And I don't know what this spiritual family thing is about. I would like you to come after the service while we are here in front and everybody's having juice. And we pray for you. So Lord, we thank you that you want to see people rooted in you because you want to see them grounded, strong, healthy, prosperous, blessed and set free when we are rooted in you, God. You gave the promise to Abraham, all nations will be blessed through you. 
And Jesus, you became that, that blessing. Everybody's blessed through you. Lord, I pray for all of us here, God. I pray for our weeks, Lord. God, I pray for whatever lies ahead this week, whether great, whether small, whether exciting or very discouraging, God. Father, I pray that we remain rooted in you, Lord. God, I thank you that we will be a church that impacts the society, God. We will not be small-minded, Lord. But Father, you will do greater things in us. And I pray that we prophetically say that over us every single day, God, you're going to do great things through me. More than I can think or imagine. But God has a destiny. God has a purpose. God wants to meet every single one of us tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and Sunday when you're back here. Make time for Him. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit envintook.org.